Welcome to the Creating Salon Success Podcast, where you will find educational and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream salon. And here's your beauty salon, systemization expert, spa owner, and entrepreneur, Louisa Ashforth. I'm Louise Rashford from LA Training Academy, Creating Salon Success. I'm here today with Emma, and she has got such a treat in store for us today. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us what she's going to do for us today. Uh, but it is really exciting. So thank you so much for joining us, Emma. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me, Louisa. No problem. So do you want to just introduce yourself? I know you've been on my podcast before, but this is really exciting because you're sharing some slides with us. And uh, well, get your mouth shut, Louisa. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to tell us a little bit about what is you going to do for us today? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Emma Deschew and um, I inspire others to achieve results. And um, I mainly do that through workshops and coaching, uh, predominantly work in the management and leadership space. So I support people with their skills to develop them to to be more confident in um, leading effective teams and building high performing teams. So um, I also have uh, done a lot of work around the goal setting vision board space and it's something personally that I've seen the results of um, and that's why I really want to share that with you today and just share some of the ways that I set goals, how I take some time to reflect and then we'll talk about the benefits of vision boards as well with that. Fantastic. I know we did a vision board in my membership group at the beginning of the year so this is probably like a really good time to reflect back on that as well so I hope they, well I'm sure they will get so much benefit but it will remind them to relook at their vision boards as well so brilliant. You're happy just to go ahead and share with us that's brilliant thank you yeah will do and like you said it is a brilliant time um you know i've just done uh, some reflection recently and kind of a mid-year review but i'll talk more about that as we go along throughout the session so as i said um this session uh, masterclass is about goal setting and vision boards um i know i've just introduced myself um but um i have f- uh, 16 years experience um in learning and development it's just turned 16 so i'm getting used to the saying 16 instead of 15 um, and I'm mainly a leadership expert coach and facilitator uh, facilitator and trainer um, so that is a little bit more about me and um, what I'm going to look at is three key areas and to discuss with you today which is the reflection the goal setting and vision boards I quite often find that um, people that maybe haven't done goal setting before or maybe they've done it in the workplace now they're looking at setting up a business so goal setting from a different viewpoint um, or just just generally it's just maybe something that they've just done at the beginning of the year and set some new year's resolutions before people that that haven't spent a lot of time doing it can maybe just get a piece of paper and they're really motivated and enthusiastic to set some goals but they kind of get this blank piece of paper and think right well where do i start with it um and we know you know it's not as easy as to just well set yourself some goals and go and achieve them and so i just want to talk about some steps today that i use and, and that starts with reflection um but i also you do that on a cycle um, and so I'm going to talk more about that as we go along today so we'll start with reflection we'll then move into goal setting a little bit and the benefits of setting goals and then as I said we're going to talk about the uh, the vision board side of things so from a reflection point of view I have at least half a day every 12 weeks blocked out in my diary to spend some time reflecting um, and then planning forward for the next 12 weeks so the reflection bit reason why 
that's really important is because, you know, it's, it's, we need to be kind to ourselves in terms of our, our past achievements. You know, we can be so busy. We're on this hamster wheel. We're going at hundred mile an hour, achieving all these goals. And I think sometimes if we don't just stop to reflect and think, well, actually what, how much have I already done? What have I already achieved so far? And actually take some time to celebrate that. And, and they might be small goals, small achievements that we've achieved along the way to the bigger goal. Um, and that can really help to keep us motivated because if you've got a 12 month goal or, you know, even a longer two year, three year goal, if you don't stop to reflect and congratulate yourself and celebrate the small successes can start to feel sometimes like a bit of a hard slog to get there. Um, I think also because we seem to be moving into this world of instant gratification, it's also important to realize that not everything does happen overnight. You know, things do take time. And um, I think because we, there's, there are lots of things in our lives that we can get pretty quickly these days I, if I put an Amazon order in now depending on what I order it could be on my doorstep for 10 o'clock this evening um, you know there are other things that businesses are making easier for the consumer and with technology we've got that instant gratification I think it's important to know that still remember like I said that that sometimes longer goals bigger goals take longer and so to be patient with that and to keep us motivated you know just celebrating those small wins along the way really help us to kind of keep going if you like so these are just some of the questions that I ask myself and I encourage others and when I do one-to-one -one coaching these are some of the things that we go through around reflection um, you can see here um, uh, that my reflection from it was from my mid-year review which was the last one I did so as I said I have half a day every 12 weeks blocked out so um, my last reflection time was at the end of June where I, I will just take some time out to sit down and start to reflect before I plan and go all in again for the next 12 weeks and think what I'm going to do going forward. Um, I'm a big believer in only looking back to see how far you've come and, and that's the beauty of reflection. So the kind of questions that um, I ask myself and ask others is what are my three biggest achievements? What have they been over the last 12 weeks? Um, in, in this instance, because it was mid-year, I also did the last six months. Um, what am I most proud of? You know, what's worked really well and what was I really proud of? A particular piece of work or achieving a particular goal? What was my happiest moment in that time and the person that's inspired me the most and why during that time as well. I then start to think a little bit forward in terms of starting to help me um, work towards my goals for the next 12 weeks is think about what is it that I've maybe not done enough of? What do I want to do more of? And a question I really asked myself at the end of June was, is there something that I've been saying repeatedly for the last six months that I want to do? Or, oh, I must get back into that. Or I really want to make some time for that. And I just keep on saying it, boring myself and probably others by saying it. And I've just not done it in the last six months. If you find that there is something over and over again that you keep saying, you know, that actually is telling you that it's something you really want to do. So where's that difference between saying it and doing it? And actually the difference is, is, is more often than not carving out the time to do it. So what is it that I want to do more of? But then what I've got to realize is what do I need to do less of? So are there, have there been some things where I've maybe been a busy fool or um, I've been doing things that aren't really working towards my goals? And 
and I'm spending too much time doing those things? What do I need to let go of so that I can actually carve out some time to do the things that I want to do more of? And so at the end of June, the big thing for me was I realized for six months, I've been saying, I want to get back into my running. I must get back to running. I really need to get back into running. And I kept saying it to myself, to other people. So I thought, right, this is what I need to do. I've spent the first six months of 2021 really busy with the work that I do, um, really focusing on my mindset and my mental well-being from a relaxation point of view, because I have been so busy and I have been doing some exercise around walking and, and I bought a new bike this week, which is, uh, we'll come on to later, uh, not this week, sorry, this year, um, because that is on my vision board. And so I bought myself a new bike uh, this year. Um, and so I've been doing that, but I still really want to get back into the running. Um, and so that was definitely something that I then started to plan from July onwards. And I'm now getting back into doing them um, couch to 5k again, which I've really started to enjoy. So um, is, there, is there anything for you, Louisa, that you're thinking, actually, yeah, I've been saying something over and over again that I need to kind of make more time for you know something and i was just smiling obviously i wasn't even on the video then because i was conscious of my facial expressions i was literally sat there going because mm. i was like um we have literally just done a session in my members group this morning about reflection and people feel that they are 100 miles an hour and life is double the pace and they're just going and plowing on in their treatments being so busy and they've almost forgotten their goal as in where they're actually want, like wanting to go and why they're doing what they're doing. So although at the minute, I would say, I feel for me, I'm pretty on track. I've been, I probably since we last, uh, I did your vision board session during lockdown, didn't I? It was, uh, yeah, yeah. so probably from then, I feel like I've been quite good at keeping myself on track because I am very, very aware that, um, but something I've started recently is on the form of exercise, actually, um, not started, but started to commit to is um, I'm a big fan of something called Kundalini Yoga which I know my husband laughs all the time every time I say it but I find it really focuses my mind and clears a lot but it's like a workout as well so although I'm very much into running and stuff I've really enjoyed actually having that headspace because it's like a form of meditation which I'm not very good at so so yeah I suppose if I thought about it I would say I've been really wanting to get into doing it regularly not just saying I do it but I've been doing it daily and I really can tell a big difference with the calming of the mind and being able to focus a lot more so I just yeah. I think this is really really key and it's mm. just you know pure chance that we're doing it today at the same time that I've done something in my members group yeah. which again that wasn't planned because it was planned for a session but we ended up going on to this because of how everybody was feeling mm. so it's obviously a, a point in the year where people are, need to get back to what their you know goals are like you say so this yeah. is really yeah it's great uh, yeah absolutely and and I, and I love uh, yoga as well and and you know what what benefits it brings and, and you know it, that reflection it, it can be so hard we can get sidetracked with so many things when we're so busy quite often so busy focusing on other people looking after the other people in our lives you know we, we can easily go off track and that is why you know those that reflection and doing that exercise that I do every 12 weeks is important because throughout those 12 weeks there are going to be things that I, I said I was going to do at the beginning of the 12 weeks and I don't because we do go off track but what that reflection that review does is brings you back on track and I always kind of think about a sat nav and not setting any goals at all it's like just getting into a car you know you don't even know what your destination 
years and you just basically drive in and you don't even know where it is that you're going for. And then not taking some time to reflect and review is like putting the sat nav on, knowing where it is that you want to go, but then turning the sound off and never looking at the screen. Yeah. And you end up kind of just going, oh, that road down there looks good. Let me just go down there. That looks nice. And then before you know it, you're completely lost and you've forgotten where it is that you want to go in the first place. Um, it always reminds me of uh, Joe Swash was on a um, like a TV. I think it was Would I Lie to You? Um, this is probably going, going back about a year ago now. And uh, he said that his mum and her friend had um, wanted to go to the Lakeside Shopping Centre. For those of you that don't know where that is, it's in Essex. And um, not far from where they actually live. And so she didn't know how to use the sat-nav. So she said to Joe Swash, can you program it into the sat-nav? Because that's where I'm going to take my friend. Anyway, Joe Swash, by mistake, put the Lake District into the sat-nav. And so... Brilliant! So his mum just set about driving, talking to a friend, not really paying attention to the sat-nav and where it was, or, and the roads either. Six hours later, Joe Swash gets a phone call. His mum is in the Lake District. Wow, that's Following brilliant. Following the sat-nav. Um, so she hadn't reviewed and reflected and thought, well, <laughs> I'm not at the Lakeside Shopping Centre yet. And um, because obviously it was going to then take them six hours to drive back, they had to actually book a hotel and stay overnight. <laughs> so it always makes me think about that. And it's so true that we just, you know, we plan and we have a, we're at A and we want to get to B. Um, we know that life happens and it's not always a straight road and we do get sidetracked. But that is the beauty of working on this 12-week cycle that it just brings you back on track. That is um, such a good analogy that I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to share this. I think it's going to uh, jump a few that uh, are there because it's just so relevant to where people are at right yeah, now. And Absolutely. And this this 12-week um, analogy, um, well, method that I use, I'm going to talk more about it shortly, but it comes from a book called The 12-Week Year. Um, and, and on the front cover, it even says you know achieve more in 12 weeks than most people do in 12 months oh. and I'll, I'll talk more about why that works um shortly but before that so we've done the reflection and so let's think about then how we do the goal setting and, and well first of all why is it so critical well First of all, goals create that focus and direction. And actually, we have so much going on in our lives. And if we think about what everyone's been through and still going through over the last, you know, 18 months to, to, to two years, you know, it's, it's that focus and direction. We need that positive purpose in our lives. Whatever else we've got going on, we're always going to have, you know, as humans, challenges, setbacks, adversity, trauma, whatever it might be. And I talk a lot about this on, on resilient sessions that I do. Having a purpose and really knowing what it is that you want to achieve in life really helps you to move forward and, and have that positive focus and that we know that okay there are some things in our lives that aren't going great that quite often we can't control but actually by having something that you are fully in control of can really keep you going you know and, and, and that's why I love running so much because I always go to that. If I'm going through a challenging time, I think, well, what I can control and what I can focus on is getting out there and going running and all the benefits that it has to it. But that really helps me to feel like I'm in control of something in my life. Maybe some other things that are going on that I'm not in control of. And so where your focus goes, your energy flows with that. And so you've got to make that decision and you are absolutely 100% in control of whether you focus your energy into the negatives in your life or you focus energy 
into positives in your life. You might not be in control of the event and things that are happening to you, but you are 100% in control of how you respond and what you focus on. So goals breed that focus, they infuse your life with purpose and meaning, giving you the knowledge that you are then on the right path, you know, to you, to the most significant ideals of what your ideal life and what it is that you want to achieve. Goals also challenge us to grow and actually growth is one of the six human needs. So if you feel that you are not 100% fulfilled for whatever reason, then you might want to do a questionnaire that you can, it's readily available on the internet called six human needs. And we all need an element of the six, but the questionnaire will tell you what your strongest need is. And mine is growth, which it kind of can make, make sense of why I focus on other people's growth as well as my own, because I know how much I get out of it. So, you know, if I feel that I'm not developing, I'm not growing in any way, I start to get that sense of things missing. I feel like I've lost my mojo a little bit. So goals are an enabler for that personal growth. Whatever goals we set, there's always going to be an element of change for us. We need to change the person we are to achieve the goals, especially if they're, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals that we're setting ourselves. And so there is an element of where we will need to step outside of our comfort zone, but that is what's going to make us grow and what's going to, to help us uh, to, to become the person we want to become. So it's about really stretching those boundaries, those possibilities of, you know, becoming the best person that you that you want to be the best version of you, not someone else of, of you. So goals drive you to take action as well. It is ultimately about that action. It's all well and good, you know, doing the reflection, setting some goals. But if we don't take any action, then obviously, you know, that's not going to happen. So there is, there is some el an element of discipline in achieving goals. But if you don't take action, if you don't take control, then guess what? Life isn't going to stop. Yeah, things are not going to pause. So then life is going to take control of you things will happen uh, to you on your journey of life you know you get out of bed every morning so things are going to happen to you but it's about are you just allowing things to happen to you or are you making things happen that and that's the difference so when we kind of talk about you know billionaires entrepreneurs people that are successful like athletes and you know we've just been watching so many people win gold medals in the olympics uh for the for team gb which has been great you know these are all people that are, are on top of their game and one primary trait is that they're action orientated that's what it's about they really make stuff happen and it's about letting your goals consume you because if you are just going to set a goal and then get sidetracked and have that shiny object syndrome of well that road down down there looks really nice then actually it's taking your focus away from what it is that you really want to achieve um and i love the analogy that the talking about the olympics and the, and the team gb um this is going back to the sydney olympics where the the GB rowing team uh, the the captain was Ben Hunt Davis at the time and they had a philosophy of will it make the boat go faster and so everything they did they would always question will it make the boat go faster and so if someone in the team said shall we get up at five o'clock and do hill sprints well some people might be like oh five o'clock and then someone would say well will it make the boat go faster yes it will because we're athletes it's going to make us stronger okay we'll get up and do hill sprints somebody in the team said shall we go to the pub and have a pint will it make the boat go faster well no so okay we won't go in, uh, uh, to the pub um, and I always pull myself back to that and I've, I've had that as a philosophy with my teams uh, uh, where I've managed teams in the past is that everything we do day in day out just go back to those basics of what it is what that end result needs to look like for us and what I'm doing right now 
is it achieving that? And that can really help with time management as well and setting priorities. It's not making your boat go faster. Whatever your boat is, you don't have to have a boat to use that analogy. Then why on earth are you spending time doing it? I love that. So, <laughs> sorry? I love that. It's so true. Um, yeah, because obviously we always say like, is it going to bring you closer to your goal? But when you've actually got something to refer it to like that. And GB did do really well in Sydney Olympics, didn't they? Right. Um, and, yeah. and just yeah. just know how much is that to go into like their training and their goals they haven't just thought let's win gold and then done nothing towards doing it have they so very uh, very motivated when you put it like that absolutely and you know they were the underdog everyone's talking about the fact that they're not going to win they're not going to do anything but they did not let that you know bother them and, it, and, and it's the same for any of us you know whatever you do in life whether it's you have your own business you're setting one up or you're you know you, you work for an organization you know things like imposter syndrome can sometimes get the better of us we also think about well what other people say about me what do they think about me and actually you need to let go of that interference because that is exactly what it is it's interference you are on your own journey and it's not about comparing yourself to others or or worrying about what other people are saying about you you know you've just got to go all in and let that let those goals consume you and so you know it's it's, it's really about um like i said just focusing on and they might be biggest boldest goals that you've got and it, they might seem quite overwhelming which is why i break my goals down and I'm going to come on to that shortly. Goals also offer inspiration, so they breathe life into your days. You know, we all have days where we wake up maybe tired, we've not had a good night's sleep, we maybe feel like life's turning into Groundhog Day, it's the same thing over and over again, and, and we just feel like we've lost that mojo, that enthusiasm, that motivation, it just doesn't seem to, to have kicked in. But the moment that you switch your attention to your goals, if you create yourself really exciting goals to work towards, again, it's that focus to really, you know, it's like pressing that switch on your motivation to really spark you into action. So, you know, it's it's just having that thing that that purpose, something that's going to get you up and out of bed in the morning. And I know from speaking to so many people who have been furloughed, you know, in the last couple of years, have, have really, probably from a, from a mindset point of view, have really suffered the most because their purpose has been taken away from them yeah maybe people have been working 20 30 years and just getting up and out of bed every day and going to work and so all of a sudden when someone says oh we don't need you to do that right now and we don't know when we're going to need you to do that again you know that it's like well what, that's my purpose has been taken away from me and I think we go through phases in our life where that purpose changes you know when we have children when children leave to go to university or buy their own homes you know it's it's uh, we go through that period period of, of losing some sort of purpose when we retire you know speaking to a few people recently that have retired that kind of say I just feel like I need a project I need something to get my teeth into because it's like well what what am I going to do with my days now you know and a lot of people have still got many years before they retire think well you're lucky like you know it's uh what, what are you moaning about you've got all this time to do whatever you want but actually it's a it can be a big a big gap for people that that can be missing so so yes yeah, my so mum struggles with that your mum does yeah, yeah. Uh, when she retired because she's such a social butterfly and, and I know you might think well she's got loads of, loads of time to be a social butterfly but she's a bit of a worker and she loves to be at work and she loves the social aspect of work and having a purpose of like say every day I mean it's great for me because I get her in the salon I get her helping with the skincare it's brilliant but bless yeah. her she is such a worker but she loves it and yeah, yeah she really struggled that first year when she retired and then we just started getting her involved in the salon and it's it's been great for me and her really 
yeah, it's just that period of readjustment, isn't it? It just takes mm. a bit of time, definitely, definitely. So we talked about this cycle, this 12-week cycle that I go through, and it's very simply, you know, I don't like to complicate things. It's plan, do, review. And so, and, and then the review part is where that reflection comes in as well that I've already mentioned. So it's about, so if you were starting this from scratch, you wouldn't do the reflection as such because you've not done your plan. So you would plan. Now, the way that I do it is I will plan at the end of the year what I want to achieve the following year. So I'll start off with 12 months. Then I will break it down to six months of what I want to achieve. And then I'll break it down to the 12 weeks. And so all of a sudden, that 12-month goal, if I set myself a really ambitious goal, you know, if I'm just focusing on the 12 month goal all the time, it's going to, it's going to overwhelm me. And actually I'm more likely to not achieve it and not do anything about it. Cause it just, you feel like I don't know where to start with that because it seems so far removed from where I am now. And so all of a sudden, when you start to break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks, actually what you need to achieve in the next 12 weeks doesn't seem as overwhelming as what you need to achieve in the next 12 months. And there are so many organizations still that do annual reviews, for example. And what the research has shown, and it talks about in the 12-week year book, is that actually there's not a lot of sense of urgency in the first quarter and even in the second and third and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter everyone's running around like headless chickens they're so far away from achieving their goals and their objectives um and so what the research has shown is that actually in organizations if they work to this 12-week process is that actually we can achieve so much more quicker all we're doing is letting those what we need to do in the 12 weeks consume us rather than the 12 months um and so we just put our focus into that now the first time i i started to work this way i, I worked out what i want to achieve for the year and then the six months and then 12 weeks and then what i do is write a really detailed plan of what i want to what i need to actually do because i think we often we write the what but we forget to write the how so we we know the why what's our purpose the reason why i want to achieve the goal we may we may plan the what but we really forget about that well how am i going to do it and that's where the action comes in and so i'll write then a detailed plan i'll even break it down weekly then of what i need to do so the first time i did this um i knew what i wanted to achieve 12 months six months 12 weeks and by the end of january so one only one month into this new way of goal setting i did a, a mini review at the end of january and i hadn't just achieved my goal for the end of march for the 12 weeks i'd actually achieved what i thought it was going to take me till june to achieve so i don't in one month i'd achieved six months worth of of goals which obviously when I then did the review I tweaked my goal and made it more ambitious but you know it was ambitious to start with and it's just because I knew exactly what I needed to do I, and, and going back to will it make the boat go faster I didn't let anything else sidetrack me from that and I just let that consume me so it just goes to show that when you've got the focus there and you've got the determination you've got the plan in place you know you you can absolutely do it um and so that's where the doing comes in so we plan we do it and then at the end of the 12 weeks review reflect and then see where I'm up to if I need to tweak it whether it's because I'm under I've underachieved in whatever way or I've overachieved I tweak it and then I plan then for the next 12 weeks and we just keep on going round in that cycle so where do then vision boards come in to this well vision boards really help to create a space 
to put your goals in and to almost bring those goals to life. Because if you've just got those goals in your head, which you know, it's just, it's, it's like, that's just a wish, basically. And what we say, you've probably heard the saying is, you know, a wish is basically just, you know, it's, 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 um, I'm trying to think now of the way, way around it is a, a goal. No, I can't, I, it's absolutely escaped me the which, which way around it is. My mind has gone completely blank. It's something about a wish if it's just in your mind, but a goal is about when you actually put a plan in place with it. Yeah. Um, you know what? I talk about the quotes all day long. I, uh, uh, forget them often uh, I'll put, put it down to my age no I know um, exactly what you mean and I was even thinking oh what is it is it a wish is a dream and a dream is and I, I, it was exactly the same so don't worry I know that I know the one you're on about but yeah, it's a goal without a plan is just a wish and you ah. it to me eventually there you go see <laughs> talk um, it out we get there in the end <laughs> exactly exactly so so yeah creating that space to really bring those goals to life to, to create some visuals around it because the majority of us are very visual people it's the most common communication and learning style that that is out there and so if we just have what we want to achieve in our minds or even if we write it down on paper I mean you are more likely to to achieve it if you write it down and create a plan but then the percentage of being even more likely to achieve it if you put a vision board in place it, it goes up again and the reason for that is that it's not to do and I move away and stay clear from the word you'll see that and and, and no I'm not going to mention the word manifestation throughout this apart from that one time because I think a lot of people talk about that and what I've experienced in the past is that I think some people that don't explore the science behind what we mean by vision boards think that manifesting is sticking some pretty pictures on a board, putting it away in a wardrobe or under the bed, not looking at it again. And magically, all these things are going to happen. Um, actually, there is science behind in terms of how our brain works. So when you create your vision board, it needs to be somewhere prominent, somewhere that you are going to see it often. Mine, mine is up on the wall in my office. Um, I'm not in my office at the moment but um it is on the wall and i have put a picture of it in within uh, the slides for those of mine is literally to my left there as i <laughs> and do you know what it it, it it doesn't have to be that you sit for 30 minutes every day and stare at it your brain will pick up visuals subconsciously so if you've got it somewhere prominent you know even you might not even think actually consciously it's been a while since i've actually just looked at my vision board but if it's somewhere that you are a lot your brain will pick up on those visuals and the way that it works is that your brain cannot tell the difference it's, it's kind of a bit of brain trickery really because your brain can't tell the difference whether you are looking at those images on a board and you've cut them out of a magazine or printed them off the internet or whether that's actually the life you're living and that that car that you want is the car your car or that beach body you want that you've stuck on that on that vision board you know is what you see when you look in the mirror for example and, and actually I kind of I try and stay clear of those types of things of sticking pictures of other people for example what I try and think of on my vision board is what am I gonna when I'm living that life what am I gonna see with my eyes because that is that brain trickery so it might be actually to create that you know, beach body, for example. Well, actually, what I'm going to be doing is exercising. So what am I going to see? Like, so it might be, I don't know, your exercise 
clothes or when I go to the supermarket, you know, I'm going to be picking up fresh food, you know, the healthy types of food. So I have that uh, on my vision board because what you're doing, like I said, is tra- tricking the brain to think that that is what you're seeing already. And that's the lifestyle that you're living already. And so when our brain makes a decision on things or, or sees things in that way, um, you will start to create habits that, so, for example, creating a habit that when you go into the supermarket, you think, oh, do you know what? I fancy picking up some apples, as an example. And it might be because that's what you've got on your vision board. And so subconsciously, you start to create these habits that you are living that life already because you're tricking your brain into thinking that you're living that life already. And so I don't want to go into it in too advanced detail, but hopefully that's making sense for everyone in terms of what I mean by that. So, you know, it is one of the most powerful mind exercises that you can do. It is all about the mindset and how the brain works and again talking about athletes they've been using this for years you know when they have coaches their coaches will work on their mindset with them to to visualize that they've already won that race for example before they even run it you know it's in and also when you start to believe it and you start to visualize it it's important to also start to verbalize those things because again the more that you say things that you are or that you do even if you don't believe it there and then again, you will start to create habits and it, 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 it turns any limiting assumptions that you might have into liberating ones. You know, if, if I, I had a limiting assumption for years that I was always late, yeah, because it's something I was told when I was a teenager, because I probably was late quite a lot of times, but not always. And that's the, that is the true limiting word, is the word always, or you're never on time. So the more and more people tell me that, the more I started to believe it. And so in my brain, I started to create habits that, well, I am someone that's always late. So I'm going to be late. Whereas actually, if I started to, which I did eventually, started to, to turn that into a liberating assumption was I'm always on time, then actually I would start to create habits in that way rather than creating habits of being always late. Is that making sense, Louisa? Absolutely. I, I love stuff like that. And I do think as well, just what you said then about people saying things to you, I think society and family, friends, etc. they don't mean to be, you know, I'm not saying it's cruel, but they don't mean to say things. But it, it's amazing how much of an effect it can have on your mind, isn't it, mentally? So when you are in business, you know, you can often get negativity around it, going, oh, what are you doing that for? Or oh, you're never happy. You're always moving on to the next thing. I get that a lot. But it's like, no, you just don't know my goal. You just don't Mm. know my vision. It's just something, it takes a while to get there kind of thing. So yeah, definitely it does. It does. Your mind's very, very powerful. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, we, I mean, even scientists haven't even tapped into the potential uh, of, uh, you know, what goes on in our brain. But again, it's going back to what we were saying about where your energy goes, where you focus on that. It's the same with the focus on things that you visually see and the things that you hear. And so this is the beauty of that vision board is that you, you know, don't get me wrong, it's a nice little exercise to do for a couple of hours, a little craft exercise. Mm -hmm. But please do not, you know, hide it under your bed or put away in the wardrobe that is the key thing is it needs to be somewhere that's prominent um and now i'm not saying that just creating a vision board is the be all and end all you've got to then put that action behind it you've got to do the planning you've got to have the discipline and everything else that i've already spoken about the reflection and and all that other good stuff you know this this is just one element of you know how you can bring it all together to to achieve your goals um and and by all means it's not going to magically happen 
if you stick it onto a board. And I, you know, that's one thing I always really want to make um, really clear with people. And so when you've visualized it and you've done your vision board, you know, share it with others as well and, and verbalize it. The more you talk about your goals. But uh, before I set up my business, I know I must have drove so many people mad about talking about my goals. And one day I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like you just said, Louise, you know, people say, oh, you're always moving on to the next thing. And I probably did drive a few people mad with it, but it's so important to verbalize it because again the more you say things out loud the more you start to believe it um, it becomes real doesn't it then yeah and then um, if somebody says to you have you done that yet and you think oh no then you think oh i've got to go on with it there's a bit of accountability then isn't it so it's a bit embarrassing if you don't do it <laughs> Absolutely. And I was just about to talk about external accountability. You know, if you've got something in your mind that you want to achieve and you don't tell anyone, it's so easy to then not do it, isn't it? You've not committed to yourself or to anyone else. And yeah, it's and that's the beauty of things like coaching or having an accountability buddy or something like that. Because, you know, there's people that I've spoken to, um, you know, even over the last few months that have said, oh, I just want to get back into doing such and such. And it's an, and it's an individual activity that they want to do and so what we work through is actually could you do that with someone else so not just share it with someone else but could you do that with someone else because you're more likely to do it because you've committed you know if it's exercise for example you're more likely to do it because you've committed to meeting someone at a certain time and doing it with them so you know it's um it's a great way of uh, of creating that external accountability rather than internal accountability definitely so if you are watching on youtube uh, here is a um image of my vision board for 2021 um there are lots of things already on there that you know as i said i've got back into my running now it took me half the year but i'm there for those of those people that know me well will know i have a, a new five-year goal to move to france um but actually what i started to talk about was the fact that to to think about okay that might be a five-year goal so that might feel like a hard slog but actually what do i want my life to look like when i actually do live in france and so obviously i put started to put that on my vision board and you can see there's a a bicycle it's quite small but there is a bike with a basket on the front on there um there's someone sat outside a coffee shop just watching the world go by um i haven't got it on my vision board but part of that was that i want to take fridays off work and so i started to think well actually what can i do now you know that i don't have to wait until i live in france or so that's why i bought the bike with the basket on the front and i do have that which i absolutely love i've spent you know quite a, quite a bit of time just just sitting and watching the world go by and you know it's where I go and I actually take my bike I'm quite fortunate that you know I can I can go five minutes down the road I'm in the countryside so I could almost be in the French countryside if I, if I uh, use my imagination and you know just really started to think about I've blocked every Friday out um, from now until the end of the year I still maybe do a few things that creep in but I'm it's a it's a slow slow progress with that one so you know there are absolutely things that have uh, that have come to life from that so I just wanted to share uh, what mine was. And then just um, to kind of cover some questions that a lot of people ask me about vision boards is, you know, what, well, what do I put on it? 
you know, again, if somebody's never done one before, it's like, I've just got this board and I've got some scissors and some magazines, but what do I put on it? Well, really, it's anything that inspires and motivates you to achieve your, your goals. And as I said before, the purpose of it is really to bring your vision to life. So, you know, anything, as I said before, that, that you feel that when you've achieved your goals and you are living that life, what kind of things are you, are you going to see? Remember, it's that brain trickery of the, you're allowing your brain to believe Believe that that's what you've already achieved in life. Uh, people also say, do I have one main vision board or, um, you know, maybe some smaller ones for different areas of my life? Well, that, there's no rules really. It's entirely up to you. If you want a big board, if you want some smaller ones, you know, you want one for business, one for personal, one for family, you know, it's, it's whatever you want really. Um, I also have a few on Pinterest, but they're mainly ones that where I kind of think of things be in between doing a vision board and I'll put them onto Pinterest to eventually cut out because remember it's that keeping it prominent but some people will take a screenshot of their Pinterest board and put it like on their phone as a screensaver or something um, and also how often do you do your vision board well whenever it feels right for you it depends on whether you've achieved all your goals on your vision board you know within three months then you might want to do a new one um, I tend to do one every 12 months uh, maybe one mid-year but then I, I also leave some space is on if I want to add different things or take some things if I think it's going to be a goal that I'm going to achieve pretty quickly I'll actually stick it on my vision board with blue tack so that I can take that off and replace it with something else so I haven't got to do it all over again so there's just a few a few little tips and then the last thing really I wanted to cover off I mentioned about celebrating success earlier and so many people don't do this so before I kind of I do have a, a bit of a list of different ideas but what kind of things do you do to celebrate success Louisa? I'm a bit of a foodie and so I feel like uh, everything I celebrate with food <laughs> so I'll often say to my husband and he will be exactly the same oh shall we have this tonight we've done this and I think it is really important to acknowledge the fact that actually you've done well at something no matter how small it is because like you said earlier and this is exactly what I was talking about earlier on that people can we just keep going don't we and we just don't ever stop and say hang on a minute I'm doing all right. I might not be there, but look at all that. You know, if I look back, I sometimes think I never imagined I would have this, this, this and this in my salon or in my skincare. So we sometimes it's really important just to stop. Yeah, we often celebrate with a meal, little little glass of Prosecco maybe or champagne or something, you yeah. know. Then I'll sort of really think, oh, I've done really well. Let's get a bottle of Laurent Perrier. That's yeah. my treat because I do love a little a bottle of Laurent Perrier rosé. If anybody knows me, they know that that's true. You'll see it on Facebook all the time. And I'm obviously celebrating something, often a birthday, but it's an excuse as in just to congratulate yourself yeah and I think we just deserve it you know so oh absolutely yeah absolutely and, and it doesn't have to be big things that you've achieved you know just those small things even down to you know I kind of reward myself if I know I've got a, a piece of work to do it's going to take me a couple of hours that I've been procrastinating against you know it's almost like right I'm going to get stuck into you know this is just a small two-hour goal I'm going to get stuck into it now when I've done it without any other letting anything else distract me I'm going to treat myself to a coffee and a biscuit you know it can yeah. be anything as small as that up to the big things and mine do often involve fizz as well I'm often a tea though I do that earlier on I was just finishing editing a podcast and you know when I like editing so I don't find it a task at all but you know sometimes when you're just sort of thinking 
I'm a bit tired today because I had such a busy day yesterday and my eyes are going. I'm like, come on, come on, get to the end and you can have a cup of tea. So I was like, I was just sort of like willing myself to get to the end. And I did it just before we came on here and I got a cup of tea as well. I'm very impressed. So yeah, just little little wins. You've got to take yeah. them all, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Anything that's going to bring a you know a bit of joy to your life, it's going to make you smile. So just a, a couple of if anyone needs some inspiration of things to do, you know, um, I'm just going to go through a few things. Um, enjoy a magazine and coffee in peace and quiet for half an hour. You know, how often do we stop to do that? Relax with a lazy lion. You know, for me, that a, a lion is absolutely a treat. Uh, run a hot bath with a good book and a relaxing, uh, you know, bath foam or candle, whatever it might be. Taking a break, that's a holiday, a day out. Um, there's so many people at the minute that I'm talking to, uh, mainly in at the work for organizations that are not taking all their annual leave because they think, well, I'm not going abroad. So I'll just carry on working that, you know, people that are working from home in particular. And actually you need that time out, whether you're going away or not, just to, even just taking a day off to pot around the house, sometimes you need it for your well-being. As you've said, Louisa, booking a meal out, uh, buy the outfit that you've been eyeing up, you know, that you've, uh, uh, that's going to make you feel good. Um, Savour a nice glass of wine that had to be on there. Absolutely. <laughs> and and or maybe doing that, listening to a favourite music album. Uh, me and my partner have just bought a uh, record player and, and oh. do you know what it's even just been nice going to a record shop and flicking through some records again and so we just enjoy just uh, putting that on now which is good you know even just relaxing and watching a film whether that's at home or the cinema um starting a hobby that you've always wanted to do you know that you've been putting off you see i've got a long list here of things so if people have run out of anything you know you can see there are so many things you can do organize an evening out with friends treat yourself to your favorite cake or chocolate go to that coffee shop and relax and I do just love watching the world go by outside a coffee shop. Getting a takeaway, take the night off cooking, take a day off just because, you know, not because you've got actually got something planned just because. Um, spend time with a friend, have a beauty treatment. I'm sure you're all for that, Louisa. Absolutely, yes. Uh, visit a spa or... I was just spa. about to say spa day and then it was yeah. next on the list. <laughs> oh, I love a spa day. Um, having your nails done, you know, all that kind of thing that's just going to make you feel good. Having a, If you've got children, having a child-free day or afternoon to do whatever you want. Um, but getting yourself some flowers or a nice plant for your home. And the last on my list is, you know, having a picnic in your local park, obviously. Uh. But it just goes to show, it's purposely a long list to say, you know, there are so many things you can do to, to celebrate and just reward yourself. Ultimately, it's about being kind to yourself. Um, and whether you are, you know, even if you haven't, at the end of those 12 weeks, you've maybe not achieved some of those goals. Actually, just give yourself a pat on the back just for getting through the 12 weeks, you know, and, and uh, getting up and out of bed every day because life can be hard sometimes. And so don't don't pull yourself down if you are behind on some of those goals. Um, you know, I think if you've got other things going on in your life, sometimes we've got to park some things um, and be patient. But that's where that review and that reflection really uh, helps to, to get back on track if we have got off. And uh, yeah, and so that's my masterclass. Thank you again, Louisa, for asking me to uh, join you today. If anybody does want to um, reach out and get in touch with me, I'm on all the socials. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, whether you follow Inspired Learning or just me, uh, Emma Jishu.
Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Emma. Really, really appreciate it. It has been so good and such a good reminder as well on just the fact that we should be congratulating ourselves. And, and like you said, even if we haven't necessarily got a big goal in mind, just achieving that little task, you know, of scheduling your social media for, you know, a couple of days in advance, if not a week, a month. You know, the goal is probably do the whole month. But I keep telling my lady, like, give yourself a break, even if you do, like, you know, just I'm, I'm trying to get them to break it down and say I don't know say they do a Monday inspiration post or something just do all four Mondays in the month or however many there are and leave it that break your goal down from oh I've done nothing because I didn't do the whole month um, so yeah I just think you break yeah. it down just makes it so much less overwhelming and we just it's because sometimes it's like you can't see the wood for the trees can you take on so much yeah and then we do nothing and you think yeah. you feel even worse that's it you know as long as you're moving forward it doesn't matter what how small that step is you know and if you need to break it down even more um you know for me right at the beginning of the the pandemic um because I am someone that sets goals every 12 weeks you know I had to really focus because I was like okay well I don't even know what's going to happen now in the next 12 weeks and and so what I decided to do because I needed that focus to, to carry on with my business is I broke it down even more and I was actually planning every three weeks because I was doing it in line with the government announcements so like okay well at least Boris is telling us what we're doing for the next three weeks and so you know if you've got to break it down even further just to you know get you through the day through the week and you know it's like rather than standing at the bottom of the staircase and focusing on the top just focus on taking that first step fantastic oh thank you so much it is i'm sure it's come at the perfect time and people will be so inspired um i'm sure they will start to follow you and i'll share your links as well in the show notes and stuff like that so right. thank you so much No, thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Louisa Ashford. I hope you have got so much value from this podcast. As always, thank you so much to our guests for coming on. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my Podbean channel. And also don't forget to take a look at my YouTube channel so you can see all of these exciting videos. There is also the membership site, louisaashford.co.uk. And of course, the free Facebook group where there is loads of educational material creating talent success. Thanks so much.